Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Super Lit. is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to books about the LGBT community. Hey, everyone. Um, so, I have something really special that's coming out, uh, hopefully a little bit after this episode comes up. So, I'm currently recording a couple of days before it actually happens, but um, your co-host, Sophie, and I are going to be doing a uh, photo shoot for Superlit. So, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm very excited. I've been thinking about this for months. I actually reserved the space to get it done. Um, oh my God, how many months ago? It's been a long ass time. Uh, so yeah, I'm like excited beyond belief. I really can't wait, uh, for it to happen. And I'm excited to kind of get this out there. Um, I've always wanted to change, ever since I made it, uh, the little image you see when you play the podcast. It's not my favorite. I made it myself. I'm really, really bad with typography. And I, I, I just want to change it so badly. So I'm excited to be able to do that. And um, yeah, so Sophie and I are going to be doing that this weekend. And I can't wait to be able to show you guys the images. So um, back onto the topic at hand. (laughs) Um, Our episode this week is going to be about a book called Autobiography, and it is by Christina Lauren. So funny thing. I picked this book up and I was like, autobiography. And it's just like I saw it out of the corner of my eye at Barnes & Noble And I was like, oh, what's this? So I picked it up, and the book cover has a book on it. And I was like, oh, what's this about? So um, first things first, Christina Lauren is not just one person. It is two people. Um, I didn't know this, so I was, like, looking into it. And on the back it says, like, Christina Laura is the combined pen name of longtime writing partners, besties, soulmates, brain twins, Christina Hobbs, and Laura Billings. The co-author duo writes both young adult and adult fiction and has produced 10 New York Times bestselling novels, including Beautiful Bastard and Sweet Filthy Boy from Gallery Books. So I didn't uh, know that. So I was actually really excited when I found out that like more than one person wrote this book. And uh, some of my like favorite books growing up were done by more than one author. So I always thought that was actually pretty cool. And it's I don't know like what their like the <laughs> quote unquote science is for them to write each chapter, like if they take turns back and forth, if like some person writes out certain parts and the other part 
uh, person writes out the other parts. But I was thoroughly impressed with this book. Um, I'm going to read you the book sleeve because it's my favorite thing to do. Uh, All right, so... Three years ago, Tanner Scott's family relocated. <laughs> I already fucked up. Three years ago, Tanner Scott's family relocated from California to Utah, a move that nudged the bisexual tween tween. Wow, God! <laughs> a move that nudged the bisexual teen temporarily back into the closet. Now, with one semester of high school to go and no obstacles between him and out-of-state college freedom, Tanner plans to coast through his remaining classes and clear out of Utah. But when his best friend Autumn dares him to take Bravo High's prestigious seminar, where honor roll students diligently toil to draft books in a semester, Tanner can't resist defying his better judgment and having a go, if only to prove to Autumn how silly the whole thing is. Writing a book in four months sounds simple. Four months is an eternity. It turns out Tanner is only partly right. Four months is a long time. After all, it takes only one second for him to notice Sebastian Brother, the Mormon prodigy who sold his own seminar novel the year before and who now mentors the class. It takes less than a month for Tanner to fall completely in love with him. Okay, so... Um, I read that. I was like, Mormon novel. Interesting. Gotta read this. I have, like, such a warped idea of, like, Mormon anything because I watched Big Love growing up. So clearly, I have no idea about the Mormon religion, faith, whatever. And I just, I think that's the same thing, Mormons and that. Yeah, I think that's that's what Big Love is about. I watched all the seasons. I think I know. Um, if I'm wrong, let me know. But yeah, I was very interested in this book immediately because, A, the cover art is adorable. Uh, that is always what draws me to things like Meet Cute, that compilation book of like romance novels which i didn't know a meet cute is when like you look at someone and you're like uh-oh love at first sight so i guess this is technically a meet cute but um that book i picked up because of the cover because it was so cute looking so this book is very much like something like that i'm very much the person that goes like say i'm getting someone like a bottle of wine i buy a bottle of wine or champagne whatever based on the way it looks so that's just how i am um, especially when giving gifts, because I'm like, oh, this looks cool. Like, maybe the other person will like it, too. So I was really excited to actually start reading this. I am that person that definitely picks up a book. Like, I have a list of books over there on my shelf. Over there, like, you guys can see it. Over on my shelf, which is, like, kind of right next to where I'm sitting. And I actually pull a book off of that shelf, read it, put it on the lower shelf, and those are, like, the finished books I have. And I honestly keep putting books on the like read me shelf and there's like an order to them i just keep pulling books off that i just purchased so there's a long amount of books on there like bettyville was one of the books that was sitting there and i have a bunch of books on there that i want to read but i keep finding books that immediately interest me like this book was so easy for me to read I'm slapping my book as I do that, so that probably sounds stupid. But this book was so easy for me to read. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, like I said. The writing style is fantastic. The way that the authors like have Tanner talk about like his feelings, it's almost like... It, uh, how do I describe it without using like a specific line? Um, let's see. I feel like a lot of the time when he's like feeling something, he's like... 
adrenaline drops into my blood. And it's just like always like getting into his blood. And I'm like, is he okay? <laughs> but Tanner really feels things like deeply. And he's uh, very sarcastic and uh, o- not open-minded, but uh, he's willing to talk to Sebastian. So in this book, um, Tanner's mother is an ex-Latter-day Saint uh person so she's an ex-mormon her sister came out of the closet in a time when if you were gay you were like immediately either excommunicated or they tried to do conversion therapy on you something i didn't know about so that was interesting to read and she has some thoughts on the mormon religion and faith and uh she and her husband so tanner's dad and mom are very like wary of the growing bond between the boys just to jump right into it. And even though like he tries to deny it, I'm, I realize that in this book because of where they move from. So California is very much like a place where like, it, even to me, it seems like people can just be themselves. Like where I'm from, not that I can't be who I am because, uh, I'm unapologetically (laughs) this bitch. Um, Sometimes I do feel like, oh, this isn't the right time or this isn't the right place. But when I lived in Philly, I felt like, oh, yeah, I can be me all the time. Like, I go to art school. This is just me being me, you know? But I can imagine that a family moving from California where they've, like, told their kid, like, hey, we accept you. You're cool. Like, please be you. We don't care if you bring home a boy or a girl. Like, whatever makes you happy you do and then going from that to like utah where they're like hey listen you can't tell anyone that you're bisexual because it it's not the place to do it it's like not widely accepted here and we just want you to get through high school like safe we want you to be you still but we just want you to be safe so reading that i was like oh wow like i'm wildly lucky to have been raised in like a household that was like hey yeah like you're gay like do the thing like you be you don't make and don't let anyone make you feel like less than and don't ever not be yourself like my parents have never said that to me uh even in situations where like i enter and i'm like oh i should probably turn this down a few notches because i want to make sure that i'm safe and you know, they've never looked at me and they're like, Brendan, turn down the volume on that, you know? And I can imagine that, like, if Tanner was a real person, that, like, that would be wildly difficult for him. Because you can tell in the book that, like, this has been very difficult for him to do. You know, the dynamic with Tanner and his family, he's very open to them. But, you know, like I said, they just want him to be safe about who he's talking about. And, Even his best friend, Autumn, who, you know, his family loves, they're like, listen, like, you can't even tell Autumn. Like, this has to be something that you keep to yourself until you leave. And then you can go out of, like, out of state for school. Like, you can go wherever you want, and we're going to make sure you can get there so you can let, you know, your flag fly. And throughout the book, like, you also see, like, Autumn kind of, like, picks up on, like, certain things, like... Sebastian and Tanner start like start like talking to each other more in class and Sebastian's a big effing deal. So Sebastian is um the boy I aforementioned who sold his book 
or got his books sold. That way, uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how books work. Um, his book was like picked up and I guess optioned and made into like an actual book. So he wrote this fantasy novel and, uh, a, a book dealer, <laughs> a person thought it was interesting enough and was like, we should make this into a real book. So it went from being like a school assignment into like a real book is what I'm getting at. Here we are. I arrived at the topic. So he's a big effing deal. And, uh, he's also the Bishop's son. So he's also like kind of important in his faith too, because he has to, he has to have a certain lifestyle. There are no ifs, ends or buts. So in this book, uh, there are people who are Mormons, but they're a little bit more lax. And Tanner refers to them as, uh, Latter-day Saints light. So, uh, LDS light. And, those people will have like coffee. They'll have soda in the house. Like they'll be, uh, just like us, but, um, they still practice the Mormon faith, which I thought was interesting to see that like you could still be Mormon, but you could like drink soda and things that alter your body's chemistry, which is like apparently against the Mormon faith. So, um, that was very interesting. Also, um, the, relationship between the boys it grows like pretty like pretty quickly and i think it's because tanner's book is uh he decides to write about his experience in uh utah so they all have to pick like a book theme and he decides that the one thing that he knows how to write about is about himself and sebastian is told to help Tanner with his book. So the teacher uh, is friendly with Tanner's family. So the teacher of this class, he suggests that Sebastian should help him with his book. Sebastian is like, okay, sure, I'll help him out because (laughs) Tanner's not doing as well as everyone else in this class. And Tanner's not stupid in any way, shape, or form. He is just lazy, it seems, because uh, he doesn't like take the class as seriously as everyone else. And that's like one of autumn's biggest gripes with him is that he can just like bat his eyelashes and just like fall asleep in class. Not that he does, but he can just like not work as hard and still get great grades because he's so smart, but she has to work really hard and she feels like she has to do more to get those grades and do more to get in those special classes. So when he just gets accepted into the class, Autumn, of course, is like, of course you get right into the class. You just ask and you get to do it. And uh, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, Sebastian uh, has to offer his help to Tanner for the book. And they meet up at the public library to like talk about what Tanner is going to write about. And the topic changes from like queer queer kid moves to Utah from California to like queer kid moves from California and falls in love with some kid in class. And Sebastian's like, Oh, you're queer. Like you're gay. And he's like, well, I'm bisexual. And he's like, so you're gay. Something that like in my head, I'm reading this. I'm like, I understand that like, you're maybe like more quote unquote sheltered. So you might not understand the identity of some, someone being more than like, it's not just gay. Like someone is bisexual. That is like a real thing. And 
I guess I can like understand that because like maybe the most like quote unquote wild thing you've ever heard of or like that has happened or like that you know of personally is someone being gay and Tanner's usually like, no, I'm, I'm bisexual. Like that is the thing. And Sebastian's the first person he kind of comes out to in Utah. And it's interesting because he feels safe around Sebastian. He's like, yeah, I can talk to him about this. And Sebastian doesn't react badly to this. Uh, he gives him his number and he's like, Hey, like we should hang out again. Let's work on your book more. So the whole book, them hanging out is under the guise of we're working together on this book. We're working together on this book. We're in the same class. I'm his mentor. So a lot of the book is that, and it's kind of like the perfect disguise to like hang out. And that's kind of what they do. So they use the excuse of working on this book together to actually hang out. And as they start to hang out more and work more in the book, um, Tanner brings like a like a draft of a manuscript to Sebastian to read and he's edited it because the 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 draft now includes his feelings for Sebastian. So he's instantly fallen in love with this kid. And uh the way that he's described like it sounds like he's like a normal guy. Like Sebastian just is like kind of attractive like Mormon dude. And the descriptions just keep going. So I applaud the amount of descriptives in this book about uh, Sebastian because <laughs> honestly, I've read some of them. Like, I, I read them and I was like, huh. So we're really focused on his Adam's apple, on his muscular back, on his like really flushed cheeks. So, like, I'm imagining, like myself, like very pale and pasty, but like, when he gets flushed, it's, like, not even. It's just, like... <laughs> it's just such a... It, honestly, I'm not doing it justice describing it. I... <laughs> if anything, just read it for the descriptions about Sebastian. Because they are A+. And Tanner is, like, wildly in love with this guy. And the interesting thing about this book is that... While they're out, I think I have the page marked. I just have a random sticky note on this page. Okay, that's not exactly what I wanted. So while the boys are out working on uh, Tanner's book, Tanner has, like I said, now written the draft that has Sebastian's name in it, and he has tried to go through and edit it so that Sebastian's name isn't in it, Tanner's name isn't in it. And Tanner kind of fucks this up because he leaves Sebastian's name in, but as a nickname, so it's Seb. So the nickname Seb is in there. So a very, I I think like, I don't want to say intimate nickname to just like give someone off the bat, but it's like kind of like a friendly nickname to give someone. Like I don't necessarily like that when I meet people, if I'm not, like, comfortable around them, if they just shorten my name to Bren, like, that's something that my family does, and I'm fine with it. And when my friends do it, I'm fine with it. But when the strangers, like, shorten my name without, like, me really talking to them, I'm like, oh, interesting. So that is, like, kind of, to me, like, an intimate nickname because it's like, you know me, you can shorten my name, you know if I like it or not. So he 
leaves Seb in there thinking that, uh, or not realizing that he's left a nickname in, and he gives this uh, draft over to Sebastian to read. And <laughs> I have secondhand like embarrassment for Tanner because I read that, and I think I... Cl- I Okay, I know why I have this random sticky note in here. I pulled a sticky note out of my bag, slapped it on this page, and closed the book because I was mortified for him. I was like, I can't read this right now. Like, I'm going to die. Like, this is the worst. And I'm, like, sitting here giggling reading this. I'm like, oh, my God, he got caught. And we're, like, 130 pages in at this point. And I think my idea of this book was that it was going to be a slow burn and that it was going to be like not so quick but uh like i (laughs) their conversation gets interrupted by sebastian's mom and they decide to go for a hike after she brings up the fact that sebastian has to fill out his papers for his mission so to my understanding most Mormon people will go out in something called their mission. And the mission is to help spread the Mormon faith. So they go places to, I believe, perform services and also to try and get people into the Mormon faith. So I have no idea what the Book of Mormon is about, the play, uh, but maybe this is like how it starts. Who knows? I've never seen it. I would love to. But the mother interrupts and, like, talks about that. And it's almost like she's bringing it up on purpose to be like, oh, hey, I can kind of, like, tell that you're a queer person. My son is leaving soon. Like, hands off. And she doesn't know him from church. So, of course, she's, like, a little wary of Tanner and not wary in the way of, like, oh, my God, I'm worried about him. Like, who is he? It's more like, I don't know you. I need to know who you are if you're around my son. So, like I said, they decide to go for a hike, and on this hike, the topic of Sebastian's sexuality comes up, and Sebastian has, like, questions for Tanner, and he's like, wouldn't it be easy for you to just fall in love with a woman then, if, like, you like both? Like, wouldn't that be easier for you? And Tanner's like, hey, that's not how it works. Uh, I like the person, not their parts, which I think is, like, a pretty great, especially for, like, a young kid to have, like, a pretty good understanding of how he feels. And I like that in this book, his sexuality is not, like, used by the author to be like, oh, he's not really bisexual, he's gay. Like, I was afraid that was going to happen in this book, and it doesn't. So I thought that was, like, really well written in terms of that. And I'm glad that, you know, Tanner is bisexual. It's not like he's like, oh, wait... I feel like people always say that about bisexuality that's not real, they're just gay. And it's like, no, that's that's not how that works. Like people are bisexual. I wish Sophie was here because she could have a long rant about this, but I can't ever do it justice. But uh bisexuality is real and it is not a phase. But uh while they're talking about it, Sebastian kind of admits that he has uh, feelings for guys. And I, (laughs) there's another random sticky note on this page. Um, I had to put the book down quite a few times because I was internally screaming. But at this point, Tanner's like, wait, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) And 
Sebastian's like, I'm not even really attracted to girls. Like, I think I've always been attracted to guys, and I've tried to, like, pray this away, but, it, like, it's not working. And he's like, I've never really felt like this before, and I think, like, you feel the same way about me that I feel about you. Like, kind of saw each other, and it was like, holy shit. Like, this person is, like, doing it for me. And I think Tanner, like, literally... Because the, the whole book is from Tanner's perspective, so you know how Tanner's feeling the whole time. You don't really get to see how Sebastian's feeling the whole time. So the whole time you really see how, like, fully in love with Sebastian Tanner is. And I I kind of like that I didn't get uh, Sebastian's point of view. Like, it wasn't a back and forth. Like, I think in this book I liked that I was kind of on edge, and I was like, oh, I wonder, like, what's going to happen. Like, is this going to be uh, reciprocated? Especially because Sebastian is, like, he's very much a Mormon. He very much loves his faith. He prays to God whenever he feels, like, lost. And he truly feels as though he has these deep conversations with God. And by the end of chapter 8, there's a lot that has happened. And I was convinced that... And also, these chapters aren't super short, either. They're, like... The chapters are about, like, the one is 14 pages, so that's, like, an average of about that. And you see how, like I said, Tanner's fully in love with this kid. And you're kind of like, oh, I wonder how Sebastian's feeling. And you kind of get, like, glimpses. And Sebastian's very, like, I don't want to say submissive because it's not the right word, but he's very much, like, aware that this relationship could literally destroy his life. And he's trying to, like figure out what's going on. So the boys start seeing each other in secret. And uh, it's it's really difficult for Tanner because he wants more out of the relationship. Like any other person, he wouldn't want to be on the DL. And his parents the whole time are like, are you dating this kid? Like, if you are, you need to tell us because, like, we have feelings about this. Like, we don't care that he's a guy. Like, we don't care about that. We care that he's a Mormon and we have a background with Mormons. Like, you know how they feel about people who aren't, you know, a hundred percent straight. Like, you know how they treat them. You know what they did to my sister, my sister being the mom's sister, but you know what they did to your relatives. Like, why would you like surround yourself with this? Like, I know that we're kind of in this area and it's full of Mormon people and we are respectful of them, but that like, and we're nice to them, but that doesn't mean I have to actually, deal with them. Like, if I don't want you around them, I'm, I'm your parent. Uh, I think you should respect that. And Tanner the whole time is like fighting off like, no, we're not dating. We're not dating. We're not dating. And then the dad walks in on Tanner and (laughs) Sebastian. I think like, it wasn't like super descriptive. It's a YA book. So of course it's not like we were boning, but, uh, there, the description is like, it's, it's, it's pretty uh, pretty hot and heavy. So if they weren't actually hooking up and, like, touching uh, wieners, um, I wouldn't know because I feel like they were, but <laughs> I don't know. But he walks in on that, and it's... it's uh, I was, like... <laughs> I felt like I was, like, living it for them. I was like, oh, my God, that's terrifying. Um, I don't know what I would do if my parents ever walked on me doing that, with another person, let alone myself. But uh, it was a lot to read. And uh, after that, like, the parents are like, listen, 
if you're in a relationship with this person, you need to know that you are judging from the way that he is. You are going to come second to everything in his life. You are going to be a secret. And for how long are you willing to be a secret? That is like, I think the best advice of like ever. It's like, yeah, you can date this person, but are you willing to be a secret for the whole time you're dating them? And you know that if you date them and you decide to spend more time with them and you start cutting out your friends, your friends won't know why you're cutting them out because you can't talk to them about it. So do you realize that you're cutting out people for this person that's literally keeping you a secret? And I was like, holy shit, these parents just dropped like a truth bomb on me as well. Like, that's such good advice. It's like, do you want to be someone's secret? Does that make you feel good about yourself? Like, that it shouldn't. And I wasn't expecting to get schooled. Not that I'm in like a secret relationship, but like, that is such good advice. Like, I would have never even thought of that. And I think that's like true. Like, I think that's pretty good advice coming from a parent. Like, we're, we're afraid you're going to hurt, like, get hurt, and you're going to because this is going to eventually end if he decides that you aren't the thing that he wants to do with the rest of his life. Like if he decides that his, his mission is important to him and it seems like it is, then you're not going to be in his life. Like you have, like you're going to have to be okay with that. Are you okay with that? And the parents are like very, very okay. And they bring it up. They're like, listen, it's not because he's a dude. It's like, we would react the same way if this was like a Mormon girl that you were bringing home. Like, this isn't what we want for you. And we want you to know that it's not coming out of a place of like malicious intent. And Tanner's <laughs> brings up that like the parent, one of the parents will be wearing like a rainbow, like apron. That's like, your life is perfect. Like your life is valid while they're giving this advice. And it's just like, it is kind of funny sounding like you're telling me how to live my life while you're wearing an apron that is like your life is valid. Okay. Thank you. Um, but, uh, there's a lot more to this book than like what I'm describing and the relationship with he and autumn and how it's very, like it gets to be intense and there's a huge, huge thing that happens in the book with autumn. And, uh, I think that, the ending too. Like I was like, I think I, I started reading there's 19 chapters and then there's like a few extra, if you will. And they're, uh, parts of the faux book that he wrote. And then there's an epilogue, but I think around like page 150, I was like, okay, so this is going to be my life for the next three days. So I read this book in three days. And I think I would have read it in like a day and a half if I didn't have to go to work. So I literally only put the book down to go to work and I would read it instead of eating during my breaks at work. Like that is how obsessed with this book I was. That's how well written it is and how much I loved it. So I'm so sad that I finished it because I honestly really love this style of writing. I'd be interested to see if they have any other like queer books, um, Christina Lauren. And also really cool thing that I loved at the end of the book, like end to end, there's a portion called books and resources we love. And it's books about like, about these topics. And like, there's websites, there's films, there's groups. Like I, I was actually like really impressed by this book. Um, 
And I thought they handled a lot of stuff with grace. Like this book wasn't made to bash the Mormon faith. It seems like it just is like, Hey, this is like stuff that goes on. And it's not sitting here saying like, Oh, they're like, they're the worst human beings ever. It has like some kind notes about them in there. And obviously like, it's a very heavy topic. It's a person who his whole life is his religion. And he's trying to figure out if he has a place in his religion. If he decides that he wants to be his like true full self, like if he wants to fully be himself, will he still have a place in this, this huge part of his life? Like, will these people still accept him? And it's a really heavy topic. And I really liked the way this book handled a lot of different topics. And I know I give you a lot of the story, but there's so much that I'm leaving out in this conversation. I like highly, highly recommend this book. And it's, you know, it's something that deals with love and religion. It's something different for the podcast. Like it's a different book for me completely too. Like I didn't realize that I was going to pick up a book about like a Mormon kid realizing like, am I about to change who I am as a, as a quote unquote person to be who I truly am as a person. And my thing is like, if you love doing services and you love being part of a community like this, like, can you leave the Mormon faith and still do those services? Like still be that kind person and still do all these great things, but just without the Mormon faith backing you up? Like, is that something you can do? And that's something that, like, I wish I could ask Sebastian. Like, if you decide to be with Tanner, is it possible that you still do these kind acts and you still help, you know, rebuild, you know, picnic benches in the park? Like, is that something that you can still do? even if you don't have your Mormon brothers and sisters there with you. So it's it's a very interesting book, and it's a very different topic. Like, yes, this book is about love, but it's also a kid who's kind of in a crisis, and he's like, he has a spotlight on him. It's not He's not just like a normal 19-year-old. He's, you know, someone who is in a very peculiar predicament, and it's interesting. I I am actually really happy to have read this book and I'm glad that I went in. I literally picked up this book because I went in to get the books for the winner of the contest that we had and saw it on the shelf and I was like oh I have to get this. I literally (laughs) I went in to get those books for the contest winner and I went in to get my dad a gift card I got my dad a gift card and then I spent like X amount of dollars on books and I like blacked out in Barnes Noble and I'm really glad I did because this always happens, and I feel like they're always in the same spot. Uh, it's just like they rotate what's there, and I'm like, that one, I'm getting this one today. And it really hurts my bank account, but I love buying books so much. But yeah, uh, I can't, cannot, I can't not, <laughs> I cannot suggest this book enough. Like, I, I truly think it's a great book, and it's very lighthearted, but it's very heavy at the same time. It's a really cool mix of topics, and I think this would be a really cool way to end your summer before you go into school. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. My name is Brendan Patrick, and God damn it, I do it backwards every time. God. Okay. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening. To, uh, nope, I messed it up again. Nope, I can do it. My name is Brendan Patrick, and thank you so much for listening to Super Lit.